Welcome to Girl Flower Podcast with Vic and Jess. We will be having conversations and inspirational chinwags with florists and growers to keep you company in your workspaces, in the car, over a cuppa or wherever you like to listen. We hope to help you along on your own floral journey. This week, we are in conversation with Paula Rooney, founder of Paula Rooney Floral Design. Paula is a studio-based wedding and event florist in Hampshire. And we chat all about Paula's beginnings and how she grew her business from the ground up. We hear about her exciting new mentoring services, the impact of the pandemic, her top tips for streamlining processes, and all about her recent appearance on Channel 4's Billionaire Blooms. If you haven't checked that out, you really must. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Paula. We know you'll love this episode. So my journey with flowers first started when I was a little girl, because we we lived... um, close to a big park. It was a manor house, uh, across the country park. It was a manor house and there was gardens. And, and so yeah, we, that was like our, our back garden, really. It was actually the back of my garden, we had a gate. So we were always in the fields and in the gardens and in the manor house. Um, I remember I got into trouble for um, one Mother's Day, me and my friend went and um, picked loads of flowers, picked all the, uh, the, uh, the little bluebells and the, the daffodils and we got into trouble. Uh, we got brought home by the park rangers so that so that was the first love of flowers also remember making perfume with all the rose petals we had loads of roses in our garden so we used to make the perfume uh, and then I loved planting um, things with my mum in the garden so that was the first start and then I, I, I was quite creative um, I was good at art and creative and then when I got to about 17 I didn't really know what I wanted to do and then someone just mentioned um, a course a flourishing course so I thought oh flowers so I started that at 18. So we went to college at um, level one, level two. So that was full time. Had part time jobs in between to, to cover costs and things. So it was full time. Then I worked in shops um, for work experience. And then it started from there then. And then I went full time into Florida. You have to do them to level one, level two. Then I went back and done level three, which was one day a week. Um, done that. Worked in um, sort of funeral shops, mm-hmm. so uh, funeral shops and big bouquet shops. So that's where you get all your speed um, from when you work in them uh, gift shops. And then, I, then when I was twenty-two, I got a job on a cruise liner. So I got the opportunity to go and travel the world. So I come out of floristry and I worked in the gift shops, but the gift shops, um, you won't know, it was a cruise liner. It was a luxury cruise liner. So that's uh, where attention to detail was drummed into us. So I worked in the fashions department. So we used to sell all the designer, uh, Gucci and Fendi and um, Armani. Um, so then we had to um, do all the windows as well. So it was quite creative there because we'd style all the windows. We'd put fashion shows together as well. So that was quite fun. Uh, and as I say, that was drummed into us. So that's why I think I'm so good with the weddings and working in hotels, working in Four Seasons. I see the little, the little tiny things that have to be perfect. So probably where your your love of nice clothes comes from as well. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and then then I'd done that for three years, travel the world. So we'd done two world cruises. So went to all these amazing countries. Um, and then I come back and I opened a shop. But I think um, I think I was too young to open a shop. So I always think your first businesses are just learning curves. Mm. Um, you know it's not a negative it was a good thing I had to do it but it was a learning curve and then I opened another shop with a business partner 
And then we've done lots of hotels and bars and restaurants. So that was great fun as well. Where and were those shops, Paula? So one was just outside Liverpool in Ormskirk and one was in Liverpool city centre. Hmm. So, yeah, so I enjoyed that. But then it was a time where I didn't enjoy the business side then. I enjoyed the flower side, but I didn't enjoy the business side. Like now I really love the business side because I've, I've grown and I've invested in, in myself to know, to know more and have better procedures. But then I didn't like the business side. So I decided to um, close my shops uh, and have a little break for a little bit. So I had a little break and then I went into uh, work for an event company. So we worked in Manchester and again, we've done hotels, bars, restaurants, and then we just done weddings and events. Um, and I love that side. So as my journey from starting from 18, I've worked in lots of different categories of, of floristry. Um, so then I worked in an event company. Then I got a job for a Christmas company. So we worked for the Christmas decorators in Liverpool. Uh, we travel the country. Uh, we've done like Sharon Osborne's tree, uh, her house. We've done the Drambui family. We've done Claridge's. And we just spent month, a few months on the road just um, doing everyone's house for Christmas, footballers, lots of footballers. So, so that was fun. I love that. And then my husband um, got a job down south. So we moved down south. So we've been down south for 14 years. And then, so before we moved down south, I did do level four of the Welsh College. So I did level four, love that. Um, yeah, so again, so just carried on. I just think college... Um, College training is really good foundations. Um, and again, the level four at the Welsh College was um, a big eye opener. And again, we've done lots of business there as well. So I think it was getting me ready for, for when I finally did want to open um, a business again. It sounds like you've had such an amazing breadth of experience in so many areas. You've really just taken all of that time just to learn and cut your teeth on stuff and, and develop. I mean, definitely. And then I forgot yeah. one other area. When I did move down south, I started freelancing for the Real Flower Company. And then mm. I got a full-time job. So again, that was mail order. So mm. I'm a little bit like, if I have students come to me or ask for advice, I say, go and be a sponge and take mm. go to different companies in different areas and just take up as much as, as you can. So that's where I felt like I've been like a sponge in all these different areas in floristry or flower businesses. But looking at all your kind of past work experience, like even from the, the, you know, the cruise, that's kind of high end. And then doing work with the Christmas company, that's high end, real flower company, high end. So when you came to start your own business, although you'd had shops before, did you kind of know that you wanted to go high end straight away? So at the start, when I thought I'll, I'll open my own business. Um, so I finished in real flower company because um, I, I, um, had a baby that didn't make it all. I went on maternity leave. So I was off um, at home and I thought, I'm going to do this small. I'm going to set my business up small and I'm going to work from home from my kitchen table and I'm going to, you know, eventually have an, a, a family and I will do it. Uh, my husband worked through the week and I'll work weekends. But it didn't sort of pan out like that. It grew quite fast. Um, and so I set the business up. Then I had Gabriella. And she was about five weeks old and I went out and done my first wedding, left Gabriella with uh, my husband and done my first wedding that year. And then not long after that, I got a, an event, a birthday party in a, a high-end golf club called Queenwood. 
And then when I was there, the manager kept seeing how we worked. And um, I like to have a schedule and work quite military and everything tidy. And he, he kept watching what we were doing and then called us in. And then we got the contract to do the flowers every week. So I think by going to Queenwood every week and, you know, seeing the manicure trees and it was all so, so luxury, I think that elevated me to want to do more. Mm. So the Queenwood and also we lived in a lovely chocolate box village um, and I think that elevated me as well to want to do more and to go into the luxury side of it. Mm. When you started your business was it has it always been Paula Rooney? So my business is in Liverpool when so only the business here that we started sort of 10 and a half years ago. When you decided to call your business after yourself what, what, what drove you to that decision? And also, by having the business as your name, how has that affected how much you can step back, really? Because you are the face and everything, aren't you? I decided to call it Paula Rooney because I had to have businesses before and I do see how names date. Mm. Uh, you know, all the flower shops that, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, all the flower shops, remember all the flower shops with all the flowers outside, all them shops that are worked out, all them names date so fast. So yeah. I just wanted something really classic that just that would never date. Yeah. Um, and also, again, my business is quite personal. People do book me yeah. be, because of me and because of, you know, um, obviously the creativity, but also because of the sleek service and the attention to detail that comes with yeah. that. Um, but stepping back, um, you know, I've, I've invested a lot in business coaches and, and, and done lots of courses. So one of the things that I really learned to early stages of my business is to pass things on to you know to my to to my employees um pass things on and it's the best advice I was ever taught so so it means that I can step back so it means that if I am on an event away everyone can can organize that event the office runs okay um yeah so yeah I I that's a I love passing on uh passing anything on and I love that I could take a week off and not be in the office or not be on a wedding and everything would run smoothly because I've got procedures in place. Yeah. A lot of people talk about having, um, you know, having, having your procedures in place, giving your team the tools they need to run the business. Because if you're holding it all back and you go away on holiday and you haven't got any systems, it all just goes to shit, doesn't it? Basically. And I see this a lot in other people with businesses, they end up being burnt out. Mm. So you don't pass on to your, you know, you, you know, it's so easy now to have VAs, um, uh, you know, freelance staff. If you don't pass that on, you end up burnt out. Mm. When was it um, in your journey with um, your current business that you started to take on staff, you know, like full-time, full-time staff? Um, I'd say about seven years ago. So mm. at the beginning, I did do everything myself. Um, you know, I most probably was burnt out, but that's what you have to do at the beginning. So then about seven years ago, I started taking freelancers on, uh, then office staff. And again, when I first took my first person in the office, I was so didn't know what to pass on to them. And it was like baby steps. Mm. Now I'm just like, I pass everything on, pass everything on. I think, Paula, we first met just as you were starting to kind of not be a one-woman band. You you had just kind of got the, the job that was going to change things for you, hadn't you? And you'd yeah. moved out of your shipping containers yes. into a beautiful, well, what would be a beautiful 
barn and offices and it was kind of early stages but the space was amazing there and so you were able to take on that massive wedding which was at the Savoy wasn't it yes so do you think that is the job that kind of made you or was it or had there been other things before that I think what made me was because um I sort of at first I was doing smaller weddings you know the jam jars and I sort of realized this is not what where I want to be so I'd done a photo shoot um and I'd done a um, gorgeous big table center and design of the weddings that I wanted um to the value that I wanted so it was that photo shoot that I'd done and also then I went and done um there was lots of bridal shows then so I went and done a bridal show um and again I think that was what put me sort of on the map Mm. definitely and then you got that lovely Savoy wedding which was huge wasn't it yeah we got the lovely Savoy wedding which we do them weddings all the time no that size that that you know we can do that with our eyes closed now oh I I love I love to hear that I love that um was there any was there a point where um had you had you always had you always had the kind of capability in your mind to do these big jobs obviously you started off small and you've you've developed to bigger and bigger and now it's second nature to you was there a point, um, maybe a job that you remember thinking, oh, blimey, I don't know, you, you know, obviously we're going to be able to do it and we're going to pull it off, but this is, you know, this is this is going to be a big thing for us. I think um, I, re- I really knew from an early stage that you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone because if you stay in your comfort zone, you're never going to grow. So one of our mission statements is embrace the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just your next every job that you do, every next job that you do should should you, you should be designing something that is a challenge in there um, because otherwise you otherwise you just stay the same and you'll never grow. So yeah, the challenge I, I love the challenge and the team love the challenge as well. You know, we'll design something and we'll say right, come on, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do the mechanics? Um, so again, it's about us all having that challenge, and then that makes the job more exciting. Mm-hmm. And the, and the end result more exciting. Definitely. Do you have a production, um, somebody who works production for you? Or is it you, are you kind of the head of that, organising all the logistics? and? Um, so we have, we have a big, so we've moved to the, from the studio that you're talking about, Jess, we've moved again. So we have a big prop room. So I have Charlotte who works there. So she um, knows where all the props are, all the candles. So she'll usually come in and pull all of them. They'll be all on a trolley. I do do all the ordering um, and do the logistics. So we'll do a plan. And then we have a, a plan of who's coming in that week to clean and pull in. Um, so we all work together. So I'm mainly in the office a little mainly now. I, I do think you've got the most amazing team. Like most of them have been there pretty much from the beginning, haven't they? And you've got some real characters. You must all be kind of like a family and, and know what each other are thinking by look by now. We do, do Jess. You're so right. You know, I can walk into a, a, a room and the girls will be making an arch, and they go, "Yes, don't say it, Paula. We know we're yeah. going to put that in that." So they they read my mind. So we are all in sync, and I think it's so important for your team to be in sync um, with each other. Um, and yet we are like a family, and we do have we do have a lot of laughs. We yeah, do. you do. You've made a very um, good working environment you know and that's why they're they're so loyal to you and you know anybody would come and help you know if you asked me even though the situation when I was helping you out is is different now I would still travel and come and and help you out because you make it lovely for everybody to be there and yes it's hard and you know you work people hard but it's it's fun it's good and you know what you produce is amazing 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. But I couldn't do it without the team. Honestly, couldn't. You know, it is team effort. You know, I'll design it, um, do the logistics, do um, the ordering, and then we all come together then and, and, and you know, everyone else does the rest of the build. And, yeah, so it, it is big team. So when your clients come to you, um, because, yes. you know, of your brilliant reputation and your incredible flowers, how does that process work? Are they coming to you with an idea or are they coming to you and saying, look, here's our budget, please do what you think. And then you kind of create the whole scene for them. So it's a mix. So what I've noticed to the level we are now, we mainly only work with planners. So yeah. to the budgets we're with, it's mainly planners or venue planners. So it's a real mix because some planners are more um, logistics and then they leave the design to us. And then a lot of the planners we do work with at this level are designers as well. Yeah. So there's a real mix of, um, of, of different um, how creative we can be on an event. Um, and I love working with both. Um, yeah, they, a lot of them do come just with budget and just colours, a little bit of a theme. And then, but I think every wedding now to this level needs that one focal, like amazing piece in there to just to stand out a little bit. Um, yeah, and then the journey starts, then we will. Usually, if they've got a mood board or a Pinterest board, we'll start from there, pull a few pictures. I don't like to pull too many from the mood board, just like a little bit of the style, whether it's organic or whether it's more sleek, and then just the colours. And then we'll go off and design a mood board, sketches, um, do the proposal, and then put that forward. And then hopefully, yeah, it just evolves from there, really. And how do you find, how do you stay inspired, you know, to create all of these new and interesting designs? Because, you know, you've, you've, you've had your company a long time and I don't see any you ever rehashing anything it's always fresh and new yeah I think so I follow you know obviously the catwalks and things see what the cat the designers are doing catwalks the colors um also just inspiration so you'll notice that a lot of mine um so I could do a sleek wedding filled with hydrangeas and roses but also the week after I could do one which was so organic and so wild so again I'm trying I take the client's it's the client's vision that we have to then create. Um, so that's why all my weddings are so different. But I think just following nature, uh, catwalks, fashion, um, and interiors as well. Interiors. And you're very good with your use of colour. I, I, you know, you really are. And and you, if you left, if someone left it all up to you, you are brilliant as well at the design. You know, with the, you did it with your with your own wedding from the you know from the plates and the tablecloths to you know all the colors and everything that's needed so you can style it as well so yeah you know you, you can do everything yeah I do love coloring and it's about you know sometimes the tea I'll do a color palette and the flowers will come in and the, some of the, the girls might go oh that really with that and then when they see it together you go oh yeah I get I get it now because I'll just see like a little like shade it could be a, a, a pink rose you know some of the pink roses have little lilac shades just about picking that little shade up from that one flower um, that could complement the rest. Yeah, definitely. And you always seem to be adding, um, when when I first looked at your website, when I found the, um, you'd advertise something on Flower Owner for somebody to help. And I was like, oh, let me see who this person is and looked at your website. And I was like, oh my God, she's amazing. And it was your colours, like you'd put peach and lilac together and then there were apples on the table. That was all the little touches that were done. And I think you're very clever at doing that. 
But I suppose now on the bigger weddings, it's not so much time to be like, oh, I'll place that apple there. And it's like... Yeah, there is because I make time because my team, um, I always, like I'm sort of the director in the team. So I'll direct the team and I always make sure there's enough time so we can start, you know, I like to start the tables as well and do the candles and have it all space out now. So there is always time to, to make it perfect. Always time for perfect. And again, attention to detail, Jess, attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was drummed into me at sea, attention to detail. And our mission statements now is, uh, you know, one is attention to detail, picture perfect, you know, everything needs to be picture perfect. Embrace the challenge um, and sleek service, you know, sleek service back a house. That's why most planners will book us for the next job. That's why the venues book us for the next job, mm-hmm. because the sleek service back a house is so important. Yeah. yeah. And when you're working with these with these planners a lot, it is a lot about how how you get on with them as well you know it's having an affinity and a good friendship with these with you know with with these planners moving forward moving the business forward I think when we work with a planner we're then we then become part of their team so on you know not everybody not all suppliers do this sometimes they're like oh this is our job we're not going over the lines whereas I'm a a little bit like I just want to help everyone so if something's not happened right in that in the planner side we'll help if something's not working and lighting side will help and we just all come together so you know some of the weddings we end up like one wedding we went to south of France and we were chopping all the um, the oranges and lemons for the cocktails. Uh, our flower room was the bar. Uh, we, we went shopping for the ice cream cones. You know, we just all muck in as a, as a team on the weddings. Yeah. What's it like, um, these weddings abroad? How, 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 do you, how do you, I mean, obviously you must love destination weddings, but do you remember your first one? Yes, yes, I remember the first one. Uh, I love the destination weddings, but they're not as glamorous as they sound because they do, you do take it out of your office or out of your business for longer than what you, you would do if you'd done a wedding here. And it is a lot, you know, it is, a, a, I'm not really a panicker, but you can have a little bit of anxiety about the weather. Is that going to go over? Is there enough time? Have we got enough? So there is that little bit of extra um, anxiety that you can have with abroad. But it is nice to do a few a year, a few a year abroad. South of France was really good because this, this was in a lovely house which was owned by Laura Ashley and we were like part of the wedding um, the wedding party because we were there for so long and you know our our flower room was where all, yeah so it was just it, it it's nice it's nice yeah I think a lot of people romanticize um destination weddings don't they I mean I've heard I've heard not horror stories but they are a lot harder than just going out there and just doing the flowers you've got you know getting your team over you've got sourcing the flower depending on where you are is how do you get the flowers over there well usually we use the same suppliers so we can use um, the same suppliers when we go to Ibiza we just pick them up from the airport when we're in Spain they just come on the lorry um but there was one wedding that we did in Ibiza and it's a it's a long day because you'll do the wedding but you've also got to do the clear whereas in the UK we don't really do the clears because we use pollen crew so when you're in Ibiza or somewhere, um, we do have pollen crew with us, but we don't have as many. So we, we take one or two with us. So we had one in Ibiza and it was on the beach. So we set it all up and then um, the ceremony was there. And then we turned it around for the wedding breakfast. So we still all finished about five, six o'clock, went home, had dinner. But we had to be back at the beach for, say, midnight to do the clear. And I remember we were clearing and it was it was like three o'clock in the morning and we just were coming up and down these stairs and we were just all so quiet thinking, 
never again, never again. <laughs> oh, and it was, it was, hot. it was really, it was a hard, hard one. And then, we, so we finished four or five and had a few hours sleep, and then um, was in the pool. And then looking at the pictures, going, "Oh, isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely?" Yeah. So you, you do forget about it, but yet some of the clears are hard when you're abroad. I they say that about the kids, though, don't they? They say um, you, you go through this whole battle, and then once they're out, you forget about all the pain. Before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally birthing a child every time. It you is. Do it is. I was going to say, it doesn't matter how big or how small the wedding is. Like if you've had a really rough time setting it up or clearing it down, or it's been stressful, you know, you've got a sick kid at home, and, and you're doing your wedding, you know, it's it's awful. And then it's that moment that you sit down with your feet up and you look back at the photos and you go, "Oh, I love my job." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah, it's like giving birth, isn't it? Never yeah. again, and then you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you had, you know, just talking about children, you had two little girls. I, I mean, I was setting up a wedding with you once and you were heavily pregnant. So you've done all of this with your lovely little girls around as well. So that's an extra pressure on you too. Definitely. It's hard work. Children are definitely hard work. It's easier to go to work and be home with the children they're both at school now so it's a little bit easier and we've got lots of um after school clubs um and as I say I do have spring off with them because we're not as busy then and it's just in the summer months uh where we're crazy busy. and they're both birthdays are in July as well my busiest time of the year July and the two of them we have the birthdays <laughs> do they show any signs wanting to follow in your footsteps Yes, Francesca does. She wants to be a florist. Well, actually, she wants to be a billionaire. She said yesterday she wants to be a billionaire. That's that's. I think it's a good career path, personally. <laughs> Me too. She Maybe wants I can to... change my mind and put that yeah. down now. <laughs> yeah, she wants to be a billionaire, but she's she's quite creative, um, and she's quite um, or some sometimes you know she likes to organise her room and organise things, and oh, she likes to style them in separate ways. No, I want that there, so. I can see a little bit of a stylist in her. And Gabby's creative as well. She likes to draw um, and sketch. So hopefully she might come and do our sketches for us. Oh, this is it. She could be your new sketch artist. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Become a, a brilliant family business as they get older. I know. I hope so. I hope so. Then you can put your feet up. I know. I don't know whether I would ever just put my feet up though. I don't know. I think I'd always just want to be doing something whether it be, uh, it might be, might, maybe we do maybe a school uh, in the future, or I'd definitely like to be, do some mentoring, which I am going to do, actually, we're going to start doing. Oh, See, that's really exciting. Because yeah. I was going to ask about if you ever got plans to, you know, have a school or anything like that. But yeah, that's really cool. Well, we do do some mentoring. I have done, um, I've ha- got a few clients that we mentor for, and I actually love it. So, you know, when we do a wedding, and when you finish the wedding, you see the finished product, and you're like, oh, and that's why we do the job. When I've done um, my mentoring, that gives me so much joy, like doing a wedding. Um, and it's so easy to just give back. Uh, I've, pay- I've invested a lot of money in myself with coaches. So it's it's easy f- for me to, all, all the things that I've done wrong and the things that I've done right. So it's easy to um, to teach that. So yeah, I'm going to do more of that. And after we've done the show, I have lots of inquiries about um, courses, mentoring courses. So that's something that we are doing um, very soon. Well, I was going to say, as your daughter said she wanted to be a billionaire, I was like, that's a beautiful link onto the show, Billionaire yeah. Blooms. 
tell us all about it. I mean, it was it was amazing. My mum, I actually didn't know it was on because I'd been working or something or other. And my mum said, oh, Billionaire Blooms is on. I was like, oh, who's on there? She goes, uh, somebody called Paula Rooney. I was like, Paula Rooney? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch that. And it was amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we loved Sorry. it. We were just approached um, around about October time. Uh, we were approached to do it. And I was, yeah, and then we asked our clients and two of our clients said yes. So, uh, yeah, we just loved it. And I think it did show what how we really are as a team. It showed that we do have banter and it's uh, we do we all enjoy our job. You know, if you see one of the jobs, it was snowing outside and the girls were doing a gorgeous art. And, you know, I kept saying to them, should we swap teams and go inside? But once you start doing your own creation, you want to stay on it. So the girls stayed on it and it was snowing, it was rain and it was hail. Um, but yeah, we they they enjoyed doing it in the cold and um, and I enjoyed how enjoyed all of the filming really on, on both of the two jobs that we did. They were yeah, really impressive. Beautiful. Yeah, really impressive. And you'd um, been featured on a program before, hadn't you? So you you were on the, what was it, a very British country house about Cliveden House, and you'd been lucky enough to do that massive wedding there. And so we saw you on screen then as well. Yeah, so we were on the Cliveden wedding. So we'd done a big wedding. Um, it was a Japanese uh, model. Um, she had all the crystals, and that was a big, big event. Um, yeah, so we filmed on there. So even now I have friends in Australia from, from when I was on the QE2. They message, I've just seen you. So they're in Australia watching it, I've just seen you on TV. So um, so yeah, that was fun as well. That was a very impressive one. I think I was helping put together the staircase and I think the back of my head was in it for about a split second. I was like, I'm on TV. <laughs> Jess actually told me that. She was like, yeah. did, you catch, did you catch the back of my head? <laughs> but that one was just beautiful because it was everywhere that was decorated all up that staircase that huge arrangement on that that fireplace it was absolutely incredible so yeah. you know when you when you the times that you have been on television you're definitely showcasing what you can do thank you and that was a big day because we couldn't go in the day before so it's, you were only going in on that morning to, to do everything so it was a big install um mm. to do in one day yeah, and that was a real team effort. I think um, when I got the phone call, are you free? I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And they said, I'll be there at this time. And I think I went down and there was about 30 people all freelancing. <laughs> and that, that's when your organisation comes in, you know, with the boards. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is how many stems per this much section. And so there's no, you know, you um, didn't see you very much at all, but didn't need to because everything is organised and everything is there and everyone knew exactly what they were doing. And it was, yeah, very, very well run. I think organisation is so important um, and also uh, to direct the event as well because if I was to start making an arch then I'm not checking every area is going to to plan to the design to the sketch um, also to time as well so my schedule is everything is to every half an hour so that you know if you're running a little bit behind where you can make it up mm-hmm. um, so yeah all my schedules were always go to, to track apart from when I'm just talking at the end yeah. <laughs> we all forget because I'm talking <laughs> I think you I do love it, have a good, good plan a good plan in place especially when you've only got a, a really short time frame to set things up and even if you've got 30 people setting up if if something falls behind half an hour and then you know a bro- the bride's walking down the stair stairwell and the flowers aren't done then you know 
Um, <laughs> and I think it's well, you're right about having to direct it as well. You have to be all over the place, double checking everything's being done properly. Or even, you know, sometimes you, you might design something that just doesn't look right in that corner. So mm. you want to um, just angle it a different way. So just have, making sure everything is is picture perfect. And yeah, and, and TV perfect as well. <laughs> TV perfect, yeah, TV perfect, Instagram perfect, uh, real perfect now, isn't it? <laughs> Reels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you into reels, Paula? I... Not yet. I'm trying to. Yeah, same here. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah. Beyond me. I'm hoping Instagram changes to, to favour just like still images again and then we'll be OK. <laughs> That's what I want to look at. Still images, lovely photographs. Yeah. No, I, do, I, don't, I just pass it on, you see. Um, pass it on. I haven't got time to really learn about the reels, so I'll pass it on to somebody who knows how to. You are present on your stories and stuff, though. That's what I like about being able to see you chat away on stories and things like that, because there's a lot of people who, who, you know, will just kind of hand over the social media and that will just, you know, someone else will be doing it. But it's really nice to kind of follow your journey if you're going to meetings and things like that. I think it's important, you know, your grid you can hand over to your social media uh, people, but I think it's important um, to be on your grid, because especially in my business, it's Paula Rooney. You know, people want to see what I've been. No, I, I must admit, I don't post as much as what I should. But I, I think people want to see what you've been up to that weekend. Yeah, where you, you are going to that meeting, um, that you are having nice lunches with clients. Um, even some of the stuff where just the flowers are coming in or just the office days. Um, yeah, they want to know the journey that, that you're on. Yeah. And, there's, and you said, you know, you should post more. You shouldn't post more. I think people only need to post as 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 much as as they want to some people love that constant social media presence some people need it because they're building their business up but other times like you you know you've built your business up you've done the the hard work and now it's it's just lovely little snippets you know behind the scenes snippets that we all like to look at and go oh look you know we don't need to see it all the time you know we'd love to see it all the time but there's no need for it all the time because you've done done yeah yeah Yeah, you are right. You are right. I think I just think I need to put my face on a little bit more than what I should. People mm. want to see. Um, they, they do want to see a little bit more, I think. Yeah, people are nosy. Yeah. People are buzzing crazy, aren't they? They really are. They want to see behind the scenes. They want to see what's going on. They want to see what you're up to. Where's she off to today? Yeah. People love that. They really yeah. do. But I, I think you I mean, I think your presence is, is pretty good. You know, like, I think you were doing it a lot more last year, I think, yeah. than this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always yeah, but it's always nice to see where, where she going for lunch today, and you know, <laughs> I live vicariously through your stories. Yeah. <laughs> How were the the past two years for you, you Paula? Because um, you know, did you have that mass that mad busy patch uh, in the, you know the middle to the end of last year, and then over the pandemic, was it just like massive disaster? What happened? So I tried to stay positive all the way through it. I tried to stay away from any of the negative groups and all the um, uh, the negativity around everything because I knew it wasn't here forever. It was just a blip. You know, enjoy the time that I had with the children. You know, you never get, apart from the homeschooling, yeah. didn't, oh. enjoy that. And didn't enjoy that. Um, I enjoyed the time in the garden and we just moved into a new house. So I enjoyed the time of getting the feel of the new house, enjoyed the sunshine. And again, it gave me time to reflect and make changes in the business. Um, so it all seems so like it was so, so long ago, didn't it? It's like, which year? When did it start? So it was two years ago, wasn't it? Um, 
So I just enjoyed the time at home, uh, reflected on the business. Then that year, we had micro weddings, didn't we? Oh. So done a few micro weddings, done a few photo shoots. Uh, again, just stayed in contact with all my clients, my wedding planner clients as well. You know, we all helped each other. Um, a couple of my wedding friend pl- uh, planners, we had like a, um, a Monday call and we'd just get on a call and help each other. Um, then, then I think we got to November and we had a big, we had some of our Christmas work cancelled, but we had a big Indian wedding. And it was only for 15 people, but they spent a lot of money. So that got us through then to the, the next January. And then last year, again, we still had the micro weddings and then we had some of our bigger weddings, but it was full on. When, when then we could open again, it was full on because we had like Monday weddings, Tuesday weddings, and you didn't know what day it was. Yeah. And what usually in your studio, you'll, you'll, you'll do a wedding, you come back on a Monday, Charlotte and the team clear it all, it's all away, and you're ready for your next. Well, there was none of that. There was no space or no time to get ready for the next. So we would do, it was just <laughs> full on full on oh do you know what I think that you know you say it seems like such a long time ago I think our brains have a really good way of just forgetting about all the, the how terrible it was you know it's almost like we go oh yeah that year that we spent at home like it was it was really yeah, and then the year after where you couldn't breathe for work yeah. that's yeah. the thing it's like feast or famine yeah. yeah I'm hoping that this year kind of finds its own new normal level well, I think I'm. I think we will still be crazy this year, but I think a lot of people, the people that I'm speaking to, they all had such a crazy year because we were we were having to do the weddings from the year before, and then we had all, all our new clients, and then you didn't know how long it was going to last, so you wanted to do everything. Whereas I think a lot of people this year, they do want to do less. Like me, I put my minimum spends, and I'm going to stick 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 to them for that June, July, and August. I can be a bit flexible in the other months, but um, nobody wants to kill themselves again this, like they did last year. And that's what a lot of people are, are saying. Yeah. I've, I've heard that as well. I've heard that as well. And it is after such a mental year. And like you say, again, I think this year is going to be mental again. Um, yeah. I think everyone's going to try and they're literally trying to start. I mean, obviously you, you, you get jobs in all the time, all throughout the year. And I'm, I'm assuming they're, you might get something in that's like four weeks away and things like that. And, you know, quick turnarounds. Yeah, I love the quick turnarounds. You know, some of yeah. our biggest weddings are quick turnarounds. Um, and at the moment now, I'm turning lots of people away because they're, they're not they're not the budgets that I can be creative with. Yeah. And I need every job that I take now. I need um, I need to have elements that I can be creative because I need that job to get me the next job. And also, yeah. I want I want myself and the team to enjoy it as well. And I don't want us to be burnt out for the next job so at the minute yeah. I'm turning lots away which is good for the smaller um or newer people coming in um and then I'm saving some of my dates for my um uh, bigger clients my um yeah where I can be more creative and yeah and then moving into 2023 you'll be literally going in fresh and taking on exactly exactly what you want yeah love that 
Definitely. Oh, I was just thinking, Vic, you know, we're talking about flower budgets for, you know, for the weddings that, that you're doing and everything. But prices of flowers have gone up so much. I would hate to see some how that affects I hate to see your, your flower bills. Yeah, yeah. But but also it's the margins as well, isn't it? You know, your profit margin. If you've if flowers are twice as much as you think they are, you know, some for some people it's a couple of hundred quid. For some people it's a few thousand pounds. That makes a massive difference, doesn't it? So I think now when I'm doing a lot of my proposals, I'm not really naming any flowers. So I'm putting any rose, you know, maybe for the bouquet, but I'm not putting any rose names down or I'm not putting, you know, uh, I'm not filling your aisle full of delphs. I'm not putting that down. I'm just putting a a description, but not naming the flowers. Because like the delphiniums last year was £7, I think. So I think, and it's about being, so I know now doing my buying, you'll be the same. Doing your buying tastes twice as long as what it used to. Yeah. I'm just buying for a wedding that I've got on on Saturday. And I was just saying to Jess, before I, I mean, obviously it's nowhere near the scale of wedding you do. But I just, I, I, you, you just think, what's going on here? Like, I'm just, I'm looking around all, all different suppliers. I'm price matching. I'm like, how about there? How about that? It's, it is a mission. Yeah. Mission. I know. I know. Yeah. And I think we will be, I think it'll be crazy like this all summer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very rare for prices to come down again. Once they've gone up, they won't come oh, down. Yeah. yeah. So just don't put any names of roses. <laughs> yeah. Because a rose could cost you £3.50. And how oh, do you make that up? £3.50 and the rest, I reckon. I've still got a few small weddings um, left over from like 2019 that I'm doing and having to requote them and, and, you know, especially when now designs have changed and they want different things. And, you know, you're looking at prices of roses and things. And it is, it's really, really scary. There's a, there's a couple of people that I sent them their requotes last week and haven't heard from. And I'm kind of wondering if they're still sat in a dark room. I've got two that I need to requote for this year um, to send them the requotes. And then, but I am, and I think I will have to, in some of my designs, I will have to move, fill them up with um, some silk flowers. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think I think we I think everyone will be the same this year. That actually can make it a bit more affordable as well, because then yeah, it's just yeah. the price of hiring the flowers from you, isn't it? And as well, there's some amazing silk now. It's not like, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, where you just get a load of old crap. It's really nice quality. As long as you mix it in with lovely fresh foliages and other fresh flowers, but you know, silk delphiniums down an aisle would be fine rather than your £7.50 or, you know, re- without retailing that up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also anything when you're, when you're hanging anything as well, if you're hanging, you know, yeah. installing anything up high, yep. silks the way. Anything, out of, uh, well, anything that we need to install sort of the day before or out, um, not in eye level or you can't touch, I'm happy to use silks. Yeah. I am a bit wary using them down an aisle, but I'm mm. not, definitely not going to be paying £7 for a delphinium. No, no, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, especially because they can be quite temperamental sometimes when it's warm, can't they? You know, you if, if one if one wilts or snaps or something, when it's seven pounds, it's a really big deal. Yeah, I know, I know. And again, my clients want volume. We need to mm. check the pictures. It needs to be that wow factor volume. It needs to be everything. It needs to be big and bold. Yeah. Big and bold. Bold is my word for this year. Everything needs to be bold. Bold and opulent. I always think of you as with as very opulent. That's your word. Definitely bold and opulent. Yeah. So that's the um, the word for this year. I would love to come and have a rummage around your prop 
your prop store as well. My goodness, I bet you've got some lovely stuff in there. Oh, I have yet because I order, I use a lot of interior design companies. So, and I am, I am naughty because when I design something, I should think, well, I'll use that again and again and again. Don't just buy more and more and more. I just wanted to look look amazing and different and unique. So I don't really like to use a lot. You know, the candelabras and tea lights. We use them a lot on the little bars. But anything a little bit more bespoke, we don't. um, I use like to have bespoke things for each different wedding. Oh, definitely. Oh. And do you do you hire those out to other florists and things? Do you do have a prop hire kind of section to your business? We did, but in lockdown, I had to strip a lot of things back. So um, as soon as we closed, when we closed down, I give up one of my warehouses and we condensed down. And then we made two redundancies in the office. So at the moment, we don't hire out just because of the admin costs, really. Mm. So it might be something that we go back to in the future, but at the moment uh, we we're just concentrating on our wedding wear and our hotel four seasons that we look like we're in house at. So yeah, just briefly before before we we finish up, tell us about that because there's a four seasons in Hampshire, which is near you, and you do a lot of work there. And then they opened the four seasons in London. Which part of London is it? So it's in Tower Bridge, so it's um, near Tower, yeah, Tower of London, so it's near there. So it's 10 Trinity, and we've been in a house. They opened five years ago, so we've been in a house for five years there now. So I have um, Mita, who works there full-time, and she does all the lobby flowers, hotels, the plants, the events. Events aren't as busy as what they should be, so they're hopefully we're just waiting for all the travel to come back and then we'll be busy with events again but yeah she works there full-time and then when we do have the events we bring in the freelancers as well and, and that's amazing crazy. you've got a member of your team there like 24 7 that's wicked that's brilliant yeah. yeah so we've got a flower room there so all the flowers get delivered there she's got all her props there so uh, we just each each month we design um a concept for that month and then it changes a little bit and then yeah she does she does all the order and does everything there that's like a whole business for some people yeah. and that's like just a little side iron so you know you've got the four seasons bit that's what I was thinking about the higher business as well because if you ever do that again that's like a whole separate business in itself yeah. isn't it definitely and that's why I just parked it a little bit because I thought yeah. we'd only just set it up and it was like a new business and having to build on it and the admin was quite it's quite a lot so that's why I just left it for a little bit just to concentrate on the weddings and to look after my hotel my clients you know, because yeah. they, they spend a lot with me. And then Four Seasons Hampshire, which were just 10 minutes away, we do um, most of their VIP clients, their uh, dinner parties, hotel room, the sweet flowers. Um, yeah, so it's, it's nice to be part of the Four Seasons family. I think why we work so well in there as well is because of when I worked on the cruise liner and the QE2, you know, a QE2 was a hotel and I, I lived in a hotel. So I think that's why um, we work so well there. So if you were going to give advice to somebody who's who's in the business, who's wanting to kind of reach the top, you know, to, to expand their business, is it going to be what you said earlier about about trying everything, about getting involved in all different aspects of, of you know, didn't you say, um, oh God, what did you say about you'd done work in different shops and work in the hotel and yeah, so I so obviously I've worked in shops, your funeral shops, your gift shops, uh, events company, Christmas, mail order. So I've done so be a sponge and find be a sponge, out. Sponge, that's it. That's what sponge. I was trying to remember. 
first sponge and find out what part you like the best. Obviously, you know, I love the wedding part and I love the hotel part. Uh, some people might love retail part. I, I, I'm not, in, I don't really like the retail side anymore. So find out what, what your, your, what your passion is. Um, and then if you do set up your business, remember to take time to work on your business. So I think a lot of people work in the business too much and we need to come out of the business just for a day and work on the business. Because I think some people get just, they get tied up in doing everything themselves, doing all the ordering, doing the making, doing the delivering, doing the clears. Um, and, you know, they need to really work on the business and pass things on. You know, like I hated doing the bookkeeping and everything. I don't do any bookkeeping at all now. And, you know, we're not accountants. So why are we trying to do it? Pass it on. And, get, and then that time, you know, it might seem that you're paying a lot. and like, Oh, God, I'm paying all that money for them to do it where I could do it. But then you've got the time to grow your business and to work on it and get to the next level. Because I think some people in Florida can't get to the next level because they're trying to do it all. And if they just passed all that on, they get themselves to the next level. I think that's great advice. Yeah. There's lots of things I, I, I taught was, um, you know, my business coach taught me and lots of things I'd like to pass on because I'm quite, I'm very passionate about the industry. Um, and there's a lot of people working from home now, which is brilliant. But I just want everyone to value themselves in the industry because I see it so much where people don't value themselves, don't value the time, um, and you need to value yourselves to grow as well. Definitely. And and how can people find out about your mentoring services, Paula? So we have got uh, we have got one on the website. But I'm just about to update it. Um, so we're going to do. I'm going to release some for April, and I'm going to also for people who are, might be um, earlier on in their business. We're going to do some uh, courses and um, a course like maybe a 90 minute call so we'll do a questionnaire before i'll find out what what level you are where you're up to and then we'll do a 90 call strategy uh, plan and again we can do a full day in the office uh which i've done a few um and the, the ones that i've done I've, it's really been so rewarding watching how they've grown the business um because as i say I'm, i've been in the industry 29 years and I am passionate about it and I feel like when I started out we had all them shops to go and learn you know to be the sponge where there's not as many of these places now to go and be a sponge mm-hmm. so of course is that the, like the day or the phone call that I'm going to um uh, have available um it's so important for the industry as well because you again people don't really know how to um the business side you know creative side it, being a florist you know the flower side is easy if you create it but the business side is is so hard and so um, there's lots to learn in it really and that's the hardest part I think there is pricing accounting all of that kind of stuff that it, it you know if you're not a numbers person it and it can just completely bypass you and I think when you're looking at floristry forums that is one of the biggest things that they talk about is is pricing and things like that and I think you you are very strict on your pricing and you're always telling your your staff to be strict on their pricing as well you know when when they do their own work I think it's brilliant if I meet a florist in a farmer or anywhere and, and I'm like I hope you're charging enough. You're charging enough. You're yeah. charging enough. Are you charging enough? Because um, because again, because if they're not charging enough, they make the flower shop down the road local spend and they make me expensive. And then then they're not doing the industry any good by not making any money because they're not going to stay in business if they're not making any money. So I'm always saying charge enough, you charge this, if you charge a clear, if you charge this, charge that. 
Um, and again, now I think with the prices of flowers, it's so important that when everyone's doing the costumes that they've got contingency. Because mm -hmm. if you haven't, you're going to do a job and then I think, why? I've, I've just made no money. And what's yeah. the point in that? Floristry is a business. Um, it's not it, It's not a hobby. Well, you can tell that you definitely made it a business, otherwise you wouldn't still be here. You know, I think it's it's to, to be here for, for in the industry for that long, you've definitely got it all going on, Paula. Thank you. And I think it's, well, it's important to keep training as well. You know, I keep investing in myself um, and it's important. That is important, I think. Mm. It's Definitely. nice to hear that after 29 years, you're still as passionate about the industry as when you started. Yeah, definitely. And it's changing so fast as well. And we've got to yeah. keep, keep um, and again, yeah, just keep going on with the trends and the different things that, you know, different systems now. Yeah. Um, I think systems is so important that people are using, you know, the bookkeeping system, you know, software for quoting, software for mood boards. Do you mm. use um, as like a CRM software, like Dubsado or something like that? We use Dubsado. Um, yeah. I used, I've got lots of different softwares for different things. I for them all, so we use Dubsado. Um, I use Monday as um, like my sales funnel, so I'll have all my clients there. And I, then I you know, oh, these are my inquiries. I've got so much. Um, so Monday... Dubsado, Trello, I use Trello. Trello. But well, that's mainly for my lists and for our, the team lists. So we, everyone has their own list and that uh, um, what they're going to action. We use Canva and we use detailed flowers for our quotes, for our proposals. But that's how you streamline the process. Like you say, slick, slick service. It is about having those systems and you've, you've got to have all that in place. If you want to be at the level that you're at, and to be providing the service, you can't be having bits of, you know, one notebook here, like, oh, what have I done with that? You know, it has to be slick. Yeah, and spreadsheets, as you know, I do do a few spreadsheets, but not really as many spreadsheets as we used to. But um, details is brilliant as well. So now I just do a te the templates there, all the prices are there. So then my assistant in the office, she knows, oh, an arch is this price. Uh, so she, all the prices are all there. They're all set, yeah. you know, you can change them a little bit. But they're, they're there for her to do. Again, with our Canva move boards, the more mm. of us templates there, we just have to pop in. So it's, yeah, saves so much time. And then use it all. It means everyone in the office then is in sync. We might not have to be in the office at the same time. One's in the office today. I'm here. And my VA's where she, where she lives in Somerset. So it's all about um, being in sync and not, you don't have, have to be in the same place. Oh, I need to work on my business. I need to learn how to do all of these things. So one of the things that my business coach taught me very early on, she said, you know, take yourself out of your business, go and, you know, find a cafe or, or buy yourself lunch or go to a spa. I like to go to a spa. Yeah. <laughs> I go to a spa on my own and then just totally relax and then totally think, like, where are we now? Like, wh where should we go? What shall it change? And then just write all these notes down on, on, on how you want to grow the business or where you want to go or, you know, you could want to scale back or you want to up your prices, do less. Put all that on paper because when you're working in the business, you might be thinking at all, but you're not putting it down and making an action plan. So it's so important to step out your business and work on your business. <laughs> and the best day to do it, um, it, so we're February now, so it's all the twos. Um, so one of the best, there's two days in February, which is quite going to be quite... Um, Virtual. Mm. So the second of February, it's so all the twos, two, 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 and then the twenty second of February as well. Two, 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 two. Yeah. Okay. 
Tuesday, Tuesday, they're called. Tuesday. So, yep. So um, that's what I'll be doing. I'll be uh, working on the business on them days. The second on the 22nd. So February is a perfect time, you know, um, yeah, to, to work on the business so and to work on yourself. So take Love this time out. Well, I'm going to go and book myself in for a spa day. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to say to I'm going to say to my husband. I'll say Paula told me to have a spa day and work on my business. So yeah, that's where I might go on Friday. And turn your phone off as well. You know, turn your phone off for for a day. Turn the phone off for a day. Do no social media for a day. And uh, yeah, see see how you get on. Thank you so much, Paula, for such a lovely chat and for all of your brilliant advice. I am off to get my system sorted right now. To find out more about Paula, her business and her mentoring services, please head over to www.paularooney.co.uk and please go and show Paula some love on Insta at Paula Rooney Floral Designer. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Girl Flower Podcast. Please subscribe, share and review on your podcast provider and help us to reach out and connect with other florists, growers and enthusiasts. 